0: welcome to the entrepreneurs visiting victor podcast with victor Daddage, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business here's your host victor Daddage.
1: all right welcome to entrepreneurs visiting victor i'm your host victor Daddage. i hope you're having an amazing day so far. today we have an awesome guest he is the ceo of brill media which is a media buying agency that focuses on precision advertising for business growth. The company has been honored 10 times across Inc. 5000 and Financial Times 500. He is a member of the Forbes Business Council and East Company Executive Board, where he writes about improving user experience, business growth strategies, data targeting, local advertising, and white-label media buying. Additionally, he speaks about advertising, marketing, AI, and entrepreneurship to business business owners across the country. And he is a proud father, husband, dog father, Dodgers fan, and a newly minted Inter Miami fan. So let's welcome Robert Brill. How are you doing today, Robert?
0: Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Victor. Nice to meet you.
1: Uh, it's great to have you on. I'd like to get started. But I you to share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, um, I worked ten years in advertising. Uh, and then after that I decided I'm gonna start my own agency um but the even just the idea of, of launching an, a business uh was definitely up there in college but my my parents uh, precedently uh noted that I don't know anything uh you know and parents keeping it real so I was like all right I guess I'll get a job in advertising and then I learned the business learned what I liked what I didn't like and uh finally, the right opportunity came in 2013 and I started the business.
1: Okay. So that's cool. So yeah, you did this for, you did advertise for a number of years, like 10 years. Your parent, you, you were interested back in college, but your parents says, be real, learn something first, Cause you don't really know, you don't know anything about it, which made some sense. So that, that was good. And yeah. then a, a, along the way, you realized what you liked, what you didn't like, what you were good at, what you were not so good at. And then in 2013, you decided to go for it. So how was it those first couple of years of having your own advertising agency? How was, what were the ups and the downs? Because I'm sure there was a big, even though you've been doing this for 10 years, when you're on your own, I'm sure there was a big learning curve as well.
0: Yeah, I had to figure out how to change my mindset from an uh, employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset. It was challenging. And, um, and really, I had to figure out how I'm going to take the risk, you know, in advertising. There's a, a fair bit of risk on even just, you know, taking the the funds that go to the platform, running the advertising, and then getting paid on the back end of that. Um, so that was a risk. Another risk was just trying to feel comfortable and confident in selling and understanding what I need to say to grow to grow uh, to get people to spend money with us. That took a, a fair bit of time, and then finally, it was really about understanding our product market fit what what are we best at what do we want to be doing and it took a couple years to understand that you know we're not really a social a social media posting firm we're not an influencer marketing business we're even not a consulting firm we're a digital ad buying firm which is a very specific niche in the wider world of advertising and once we figured that out that's when the business started to grow
1: all right so that makes a lot of sense um, and, and I'm glad you mentioned the very first thing is a lot of times when you're going your own, you have to change your mind. And it's really tough. I went through that myself. It's, you, you know, you've know you had an employee minds for a whole bunch of years and you say, I'm going to go on my own. But you realize you've had this mindset all along and you got to change it. And it's not easy because you're used to having things arranged a certain way, being told what to do. And now you have to figure things out on your own. And it's not easy. And it's easy to get distracted, um, especially when you're on your own. So it's definitely a big learning curve. It doesn't happen overnight, which I'm sure was your experience. Yeah. And, you know, you had to take risks, and this, it wasn't easy. You know, very often you're getting paid on the back end. You had to learn to be more confident and, you know, work on getting people to pay you. It's, you know, when you're on your own, you're getting started. It's not always easy because you know, people don't know you. You don't have that credibility. Yet. It takes time to develop it. And um, and and you made an important decision. You had to figure out what were you guys best at, and you figure your niche down. You realize you guys were you are a digital ad buying firm. And 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 that's good because you figure out you focus on one thing too often. I think too many people try to like be everything to everyone. And when you try to market to everyone, you market to no one. But when you figure out what what the what one good thing you're at, you can you you you're gonna do a lot better at it. And I'm sure that was your experience, right?
0: hundred percent And you know, we grew because we finally figured out that partnerships are gonna be very important for us. And you know that's that's the that's been the growth of our business partnerships, people who I had worked with uh, prior uh, CEOs, peers, people who uh, were selling to me, uh, now became uh, partners. And it was really important to understand the triggers um, that would allow me to get in the door. And then subsequently the triggers that made it easy and acceptable for pretty darn large businesses. Um, to form a relationship with us. our first client, our first big client, I should say in the f- sort of the first year we kind of like started getting traction. was a 150 million dollar ad agency. <laughs> um, and so that came off of relationships. And then that same year, a startup ad agency became a client. And it's it was interesting to see how dramatically different those experiences were.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense because the, the star range, I'm sure, is a lot smaller than the 150 million dollar agency. It's like totally different atmosphere. Trying to deal. With, uh, it's the way they do things, the way they see things, to the what they expect. You know, I'm sure it's totally different. So, I'm sure you know over the years you've you've gone through all kinds of different size firms, yeah. and and they all do things differently. And, and you mentioned something very important is the relationships. Uh, number one, you, you, you have partnerships with people you work with before, you know, you, you interact with before and you build relationships over the years. And that's so key and critical. And I don't think enough people realize the importance. And sometimes it takes times, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they think that they could do everything in a few days in a week or two. Sometimes I'm sure your experience has been months, maybe even years sometimes before you got that client and, um, and as a result but because you were patient and with that relationship you were able to you know to get that business deal so sometimes some people i think are very impatient like i need to get this done now but sometimes you have to be patient and but if you wait two or three years you can get a huge client so uh, would you say would you agree with that
0: yeah i mean it, it's it to me it's really about pro- finding that product market fit a lot of that gets encapsulated into that phrase because it was relevant for us and it gives me a better understanding of what our clients are, are dealing with some of our clients are big clients they've already found product market fit they have funding they have big revenue goals and some of our clients are small businesses that don't have that much uh, in advertising to spend and and they're still trying to figure out their product market fit and you know what I've learned over the years is that there's there's one phrase that kind of encapsulates everything a business needs predictable, repeatable and scalable business growth that's the Holy Grail right like if you know you can spend thousand dollars today and get a certain number of sales and then or this week or I'm sorry this month and then spend ten thousand dollars in a few months and get you know about ten times more sales and you can plan your business you can plan your employment and contracts and and your people you can you can plan out a business and that's what we help companies do. You know, both as a business owner, I needed to figure that out. And for our clients, we help them achieve that.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and that makes a lot of sense. You need to understand your clients, you know, what their product market fit is. Uh, usually the smaller clients, like you mentioned, can have a different need and fit than a much bigger client. So you need to talk to them individual, understand their needs, their wants and desires, and see how you can help them. And I like that phrase, predictable, repeatable, scalable business growth. <laughs> really good stuff there. Um the next thing I want to ask some questions is, um what you know um, let's talk a little bit about meta advertising. Can you tell me a little bit about it and what are some of the things companies get wrong about the meta advertising?
0: Yeah, I mean, for when you take a step back, Google and meta. Uh, for many years have been the duopoly. Um, 49% of ad spending in 2023 is going to Google and Meta. Digital ad spending is going to Google and Meta. Now there's other you know, um, threats to those platforms, retail media like Walmart and Home Depot, um, streaming channels like Hulu and Roku, Amazon's a big player there. So when we talk about Meta, Um, meta and google most businesses know that these two platforms exist and they think it's really easy to run meta advertising and the challenge is the benefit of these platforms both meta and google is that they're sophisticated enough to serve pretty much every advertiser in the marketplace but that creates complexity that is hard to overcome for people who don't have experience with advertising and I'm a, I'm a I'm a big advocate for not boosting posts. Boosting posts on Meta is a money grab that Meta makes available to small businesses so that small businesses can feel like they're in the game. But you don't get a whole host of opportunity, you don't you don't get fulfillment out of that. When I say fulfillment, you don't get the sales you need. You might get likes and clicks and comments. But none of that pays the bills. You need money flowing in. You need to to keep the accounting team busy. And boosting a post is the easy button. And because it's easy, you don't get the results you're looking for. What's far better, you know, for let's say a business has $1,500 a month to spend in advertising. They can work with a company like ours and I can talk to you in in a little bit about what makes a good ad agency or advertising partner. But the core idea is, What The best practices on Meta are the following. Number one, buy advertising through their backend platform. When you're boosting a post, you're running ads. Buy advertising through their backend platform, their business manager or their business suite. That gives you far more functionality and capability to really hone in on who your audience is and serve them ads that get them to buy from you. So that's number one, use that backend tool, Meta business manager. Number two, the best practice is to go broad, and this is what we're seeing with our clients, what works for our businesses, and what I hear in the marketplace in general for the largest advertisers in the world. What they are doing is targeting age, gender, and location. And what that what this does is it trains Meta's machine learning algorithm to identify your business's best customers you're not on this treadmill of trying to find the best keywords that work for a week and a half, and then they stop working, or interest, or lookalike targeting, or remarketing. All of that gets grouped into this general broad targeting. And the reason this works so well is that Meta has 10 or 15 years of data on all of us. And as a result, it has the best algorithm or advertising algorithm and machine learning algorithm in the marketplace. What that means in practice is that your ad gets delivered to the person who's most interested in it. You don't have to tell Meta the keywords or the lookalike or the remarking. You just say, look, upload the ads and the ads get delivered to the right people in the geography that you set, to the age group that you set, to the gender that you set. And it's valuable. This is exactly what we're doing, how we're generating leads on Meta. And it's valuable. The leads are turning into business. The next component of meta advertising that's part of this training system is a creative um, creative testing framework. And the creative testing framework basically says, let's start with five ads. Let's disassemble the components of the ad. So the three main components of an ad on meta include the image or video in the middle. At the top, you have the primary text. And at the bottom, you have a short headline. Disassemble those assets five headlines, five images, five primary texts, you have 15 different assets that can be mixed and matched. And what you actually have is 125 possible ad variations. Through a series of control and variable tests, you have the ability to identify which of those headlines, primary texts, and images work the best. And within about three or four weeks, you're gonna identify the one ad that is the absolute best out of that 125. And what that does for you, it gives Meta the absolute best ad that you can throw into the marketplace. So those ads are just fundamentally better ads because we know that the people on Meta like the ads. And then the second thing is, if you do this over the course of a few months, most of your leads or sales are gonna come from those all-star ad creatives that you're running. The last part of it is not only, you know, our philosophy on advertising in general is that it needs to do two things. It needs to grow your business, but a lot of people don't talk about the second part, which is you need to learn something about your business from your advertising. And in doing this creative testing framework, you can actually learn which products people want, which offers and discounts really resonate with people, which audiences like your business the best which imagery or text is most interesting and as a result we have clients that are fundamentally reshuffling their operational the operational components of their business because they are learning what works and what doesn't from their meta advertising in addition to growing their business so that's how advertising is such a powerful driver of growth because you generate sales and you generate insights that will fundamentally shift your business in a really positive way.
1: I like that because you, you you grow your business, but you also learn the insights. You learn what works and what doesn't so you know what you need to focus on and uh, i'm glad you mentioned the thing about not boosting your post because you know they're always telling you boost this post you're going to get more and yeah, like you said it's a money grab for them but you really you'll get a lot of likes and comments but you really don't get much sales out of it so so for those who are listening avoid boosting the post it's like you said very often people do what's easy but what easy very often doesn't give you the results so you need to focus right. more and you, you know you, you talk about buying advertisers through their backend platform you know they met a business manager and go abroad, you know, you talk about age, gender, location, and and you know, Facebook has all this info. Like, the big companies, they know it. Google, Amazon has it. You know, I I know this all the time. Whenever I look at a, something on Amazon, then I go to Facebook, they show the product on Facebook because, like, like, five seconds later, they know. And I believe, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the credit rating agencies is owned by Meta. I think so they know everything about people. So um so they have all the inf- information with the crucible. So it's really powerful stuff. Here. Um you know and learning that insight you know, about your business I think is so important. I, I think especially those that are new in their business then they really aren't aware of that. So definitely some really good stuff here. The so next thing I want to ask you about is um uh you're you're pretty bullish on TikTok for marketing and advertising. So you want to talk a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, so from a content creation perspective, TikTok is important because it's the same premise as the algorithm uh, on Meta, and TikTok is really good at creating prime time programming for your business. The core idea being that, or for your for your individual, I meant to say your individual content creation content um, consumption needs. So the idea would be the following: you know, in the '80s, you'd you'd Get you know you you watch television at 8 p.m. and you'd watch whatever shows on in the 80s or 90s on CBS or NBC. It's primetime programming. You sat down, you watched it. Now in 2023, going into 24, you you're always getting primetime programming on TikTok because it knows your interests, it knows what you pay attention to, it knows where you're engaging, and as a result. If you're a business creating content on TikTok, your content gets programmed into the individuals who are most uh, receptive to what you have to say. So we're very bullish on content creation on TikTok. In fact, um, despite being a, a B2B uh, business selling to other businesses, um, we our, our content creation is actually predicated on TikTok first. And then it gets amplified out across LinkedIn and YouTube, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter or X because we believe in the power of of TikTok. And then from an advertising perspective, um, it's a great place to generate leads and to generate um, sales regarding entertainment related products. But even we have used it in the past to generate leads for our business. And we use it for our advertisers as well, especially if they if there's a younger audience there.
1: Yeah, and there are definitely a lot of younger people on TikTok. And that makes sense. Like like in the old days, you know, primetime be eight o'clock, nine o'clock, but now primetime can be any time anytime on TikTok because they know what you you what your content you like to watch. So you could look at TikTok anytime during the day and it'll show you the things you're really interested in and you so you know the people that want your content, you can put it on, and whenever they are ready to watch it, TikTok will show it. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, really good stuff there, and it's interesting. You mentioned you put it on, usually put it on TikTok for then the other platforms like LinkedIn and Meta. So when I create so content,
0: when I create content, I'm thinking about TikTok it. because it's it's just far more accessible. It's easier to do. I find that I I get more enjoyment out of it. I mean, the the biggest. One of the biggest things when when someone is doing something, creating a business or creating a passion project, or it's, it's the question of, is it something you can do day in and day out when things get difficult, when you hit a slump, are you, you're more likely to, to follow through on that, you know, through that slump, if you enjoy the work that you're doing. And, and I really enjoy creating for my TikTok audience first, and then all those other channels secondarily.
1: Oh. And that's really great to hear. So really good stuff there. Next, thing I want to ask you, Robert, is um, um, you know, obviously you've been getting a lot of clients, and I'm sure a lot of them have probably been switching from other agencies as well. So why do you think is a uh, you know, some of the main reasons that people switch to using uh Brill Media for the advertising?
0: Sure, and I appreciate you asking. You know, it's it's a couple of different things. Um, number 1 it's context and communication consistency as a sort of single idea you know there's a lot of data in the advertising business but there's not a lot of companies who can effectively contextualize the data really understand what the understand the story that is being told by the data and make that information useful to the business so going back to the earlier points about creative testing you know, it's it's really about understanding what the data tells you that can be actionable for the business. So that's very, that's valuable. And then um, agencies switch to us because they're not, or advertisers and actually other agencies switch to us um, because they're not getting the level of service and the level of experience that they know they can get elsewhere. You know, we were just talking to a client today or a sales prospect today and, you know, their agency wasn't giving them the insights, for example, around hyper-local advertising. And, you know, we we have that insight. We've been doing it uh, routinely for many years now and, and, and we're able to do that, you know, serving up ads to people based on where they physically go in the world. Like, you know, they visited a, a particular restaurant or they went to a Walmart location or they're within like a quarter mile of a store address so those capabilities are valuable because we're we're media agnostic i'm not here to sell meta ads or tiktok ads or google what i'm here to do is actually develop a strategy that will achieve business goals through advertising that's the key differentiator there's a lot of there's a lot of agencies in the marketplace that kind of like they just do facebook so they're going to sell you facebook ads that's all they know how to do or they just have Facebook or you know Meta and Google, and that's, that's the entire universe. And, and if you work with them, that's all you're gonna get. But we're completely agnostic into the platforms we run, and our job is to really drive the business forward wherever it makes sense to do so. And then finally, we have the experience. You know, we, we hire senior people with big salaries who do a good job and love the work that they do. So our account team, our buying team, at the very least at the low end 7 years of experience most of them 12 to 17 years experience or chief operating officer won't actually tell me how long she's been in advertising but it's over 20 years so it's about it's about experience and um, and driving business growth
1: uh, thanks for sharing that. So yeah, talked about context and communication, consistency, knowing how to contextualize the data and what story it tells. So what is it, you know, what exactly is all this data telling you? And not every company can tell you that. They can't give you all the info that you guys can do. And, you know, a lot of them, some of them don't have the level of service or experience that you guys have and the insights you can give to people. Basically, a big part is you guys know how to you know give a strategy, solve problems for your customers. And that's so important because they're looking for problems to be solved. And like you said, some of them, they only focus on one thing, Facebook, so they're going to push that. But you guys can do several different things. So you can say, well, maybe this is better for you or maybe this strategy is better for you. So you guys work together with them, hear them out what they're looking for, and then you come out with a way to figure out how you can achieve those business goals through the business that you want. It might be on one platform or another so it really depends what the client is looking at am i correct on that
0: 100 we're media agnostic
1: yeah you're media agnostic so i like that and you guys hire a lot of good people a lot of people with good experience a lot of senior experience which yeah. can help people there now as we're coming toward the end of our interview is there are there any last minute things you'd like to share with your audience about you know advertising you know growing their business through business advertising or anything else or being a yeah, minor the the
0: best the most important thing is It is far less expensive to work with us for like $1,500 a month and inclusive of the ad spend than to spend hundreds of hours and probably thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars figuring it out yourself. So if you want to, and, and whether it's us or another company, you want to pay the experts who have been doing this longer than you have so that you can actually focus on the things that are most important to you. And that's the value in the services that we offer. We accelerate learning. We give you your time back. And we put money in your pocket by growing your business. <laughs> so if, if anyone wants to reach out to us, um, our website is brillmedia.co. And uh, you can schedule a time, uh, you know, submit the, the contact form and you'll get an, uh, an email to set a calendar with me. And you can do that and have a consult and, and we can talk about your business strategy.
1: All right. Sounds good. And I like that. You know, you know, it's a lot less expensive to spend 1500 a month with you guys instead of trying to spend crazy, numerous, numerous off Because especially if you don't know it, it could take you months, maybe even years when you don't know what the hell you're doing. Better to use that money if someone knows what they're doing and they can get you those results quickly. And like you said, you focus on the things you're good at. That's what the most successful people do. They focus on what they're good at and they delegate it to everyone else. You look at a concert, the rock band, they just play there. They don't sell the tickets. They don't set up the, the lighting, the sound, all that stuff, the chairs and all that stuff, the concession. That's all done by other people. They pay those people they just play the concert, they get their they get their money from the concert and they pay the other people and they keep the rest as profit. So that's what you gotta do. Do what you're good at. Focus on that. If you try to wear 27 different hats, you're gonna be good at none. And you're gonna be a renaissance man, Jack of all trades, but master none. But you but if you, you delegate it to like, you know, like your agency, you guys know are the experts at getting them the ad, you know, running the ads and helping them grow their business you're going to be a lot more successful a lot more quickly. Um don't be penny wise and pound foolish. Invest in the stuff that's really going to help you. So the really good stuff. So listen Robert I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. I learned a lot and I'm sure those that are listening to this episode uh, also learned a lot. And could you again please share your website for for those who want to get in touch with you again?
0: Yeah, it's brillmedia.co. B as in boy, R-I-L-L, media.co.
1: Awesome. Thanks again, Rob. I really appreciate it. Have yourself a great day.
0: You too, Victor. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.